0: Hi, this is Tiffany Montgomery from Shop Eat Surf. Pura Vita Bracelets is one of those great success stories of young entrepreneurs building something that consumers really embrace. The company was started by two friends from San Diego State University eight years ago and has grown much bigger than people realize. The brand has over 1 million Instagram followers and 80% of sales come from the Pura Vita website. Fans from all over the country who are vacationing in La Jolla are known to track down Pura Vida's offices to say hello and shop, even though the brand doesn't have an official store. The company has expanded beyond bracelets to rings and necklaces and is finding great success with new initiatives like a monthly subscription service. I talked to founders Griffin Thal and Paul Goodman about what they have learned along the way and what's next for the company. Now, here is our conversation with Pura Vida. So I'm here in La Jolla with the owners and founders of Pura Vita bracelets. Do you still go buy bracelets at the end or just Pura Vita?
1: You go buy both. Either way works. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So it's Paul Goodman and Griffin Thal. Thank you for meeting with me. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys started in 2010, which is hard to believe because it seems like you've been around longer than that with bracelets. How has the business evolved since then?
2: We started with a $5 trig bracelet. That was our original style. And just as more and more customers, you know, started buying the bracelets, we, you know, transitioned into, you know, bracelets with charms on them, with beads on them, and just kind of always, you know, progressed the brand to where the customers wanted and asked
1: us to go.
0: And didn't you, hey, you've gone beyond bracelets, right? There's rings and other things?
1: Yeah. I mean, right now we're pretty big into like the whole jewelry category, put up some stuff on Instagram about what our customers want to see next. Um, And they really wanted to see rings and jewelry and necklaces. So- We've been expanding to those categories a lot, so I think you know moving forward we're really going to focus on bracelets and rings and jewelry and any kind of fun beachy ex- accessories.
0: And what is your distribution like? Like, where are you guys sold?
2: We started with specialty surf retailers somewhere like San Diego, um, here local in San Diego, and then you know moved out into <coughs> anywhere that you know is looking for a good accessory to sit on their countertop, an easy add-on, and then also our direct consumer website.
0: And how big of a piece of your business is the direct to consumer? Is that a is it a big channel for you guys?
1: Yeah, for us, direct to consumer is about eighty percent of our business, so it's definitely a large part of our of Vita. Um I think in the beginning, we just didn't really know which, which channel to focus on, so we kind of just you know put the bracelets um, on a, on our website, put them in a couple local boutiques, and you know kind of hit the ground running on both retail and DTC.
0: So, and what have been the challenges around the DTC channel? Like, have you got it wired now?
1: Yeah. I mean, for us, you know, we've kind of figured it out. Um, You know, we kind of grew up in like the Facebook era and the Instagram era. So it was really easy for us to break right into that channel, Um, working with influencers, um, you know, finding ways to build a strong Shopify store, build our, you know, increase our conversion rate on our site, collect emails for our customers and prospects. Um, So I think like on the DTC route, um, you know, we found a good solution.
0: And how old were you guys when you started? I was 21.
2: Wow. I was 22,
1: 23.
0: Yeah. So you guys are 30, under 30?
1: I'm 31. Do Paul my Williams. math. <laughs> I'm 29. Yeah. There you
0: go. Yeah, you're under 30. Yeah. So, what have you learned along the way? Like, what are some of your big lessons in this ride? I mean, you guys are young.
2: Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is, you know, you can't trust everyone. You know, do your research. Um, surround yourself with the the best possible people who have experience, who've done it before you, um, instead of trying to learn everything on your own.
1: I think for us, it's kind of like always be innovative, um, continue to test anything, you know, whether it has to do, you know, with the website or retail store displays or, you know, a sales tactic that we're using. Um, I think, you know, it definitely takes a couple tries to make sure that you do find like, the best option for your brand. Um, there's a lot of uh, websites out there that give you good feedback on how to do things or how to run your social media or, or, uh, or Facebook ads. And I think it kind of comes, you know, a big part into continuous testing and optimization.
0: And tell me about your Instagram following. It's over a million.
1: Yeah. So our Instagram following has 1,100,000, 125,000 fans. Um, We're growing about by 1,000 to 1,500 a day. And um, I think the main driver of that is our customer base is growing. So if someone does buy on our website, then, you know, they're uh, prompted to follow us on Instagram. In addition to that, I think it has to do, you know, with our our strong, uh, you know, e-com presence, um, but also the brand awareness um, that's coming from our retail stores too.
0: And how do you guys divide duties?
2: I'm focused on operations, finance, logistics, um, more of the back end of the business where Griff is focused on the marketing and the brand image.
0: Okay. And what has it been like this partnership? You know, has it gone through ups and downs? Have you guys, you know, there's usually good partnership stories along the way, especially a high growth business like this.
1: I think for us, you know, we've always kind of found like our yin and yang formula. We've never really crossed paths or kind of um, stepped on each other's toes, you know, Paul graduated from SDSU with finance and I did marketing. So clearly he's good at finance and I'm good at marketing. We kind of just divided that from the beginning. So right off the bat, you know, when we just started uh, the brand, you know, I hit the ground running on building the website, figuring out how to do graphic design, watching YouTube videos, building a campus rep program. And Paul was about you know, legal, trademarks, accounting, finance, you know, working with logistics and shipping. So I think from the beginning, we just divided it.
0: And did you guys meet in college? Is that where you met?
1: So yeah, we actually um, we went to high school together. We're both from you know Agora, Calabasas area, and you know we kind of just figured it out um, right after that. We both went to SCSU, um, not really as good friends, but we just we just both went there. And then after we both joined you know fraternities, we kind of you know networked with between like friends of friends. And um, I remember you know probably senior year, we just kept meeting for like lunch and, and dinners and just kind of hanging out talking about business. And then um, right when we both graduated, we said hey like we should take a trip to to Thailand. And we bought tickets, and, you know, right when we were about to go, there was there was a big devastation, like, in the capital. So our parents said, you're not going to Thailand. It's not safe. So we canceled our flights and bought a round-trip ticket to Costa Rica, and then Pura Vida was born.
0: Wow. And how? what have been some of your biggest challenges along the way?
2: Um, I think, you know, we're working with artisans that are handmaking all the products. So it's been definitely a challenge to scale up that side of the business as well. You know, as demand's growing, stores are wanting bracelets quicker, faster, more. You know, the e-commerce is growing we need to also scale up our artisans and train more artisans. So I think that's been a, a huge challenge for us. I mean, actually, we've, we've expanded to support different countries now. So now we support 300 artisans across the world, anywhere from India who makes our rings and necklaces and jewelry to artisans in Costa Rica, El Salvador. So it's it's been a challenge to scale up the artisans, but it's, uh, it's also the backbone of our business.
1: And it's pretty cool because we did a poll um, on our Instagram and it said, you know, which country do you want to see us support next? And it's pretty sweet because a lot of our fans did say Peru and the girl who works at our office, who's head of our supply chain, is actually in Costa Rica right now in Peru. And she's looking over different vendors to produce products for us, you know, whether it's additional handbags that support artisans, um, whether it's opening up another bracelet facility or another you know place to produce necklaces and, and jewelry. That's definitely something that's really strong to our brand mission. So we're excited to see, you know, where to expand to next.
0: And what is your pricing strategy? Like, like, are you trying to hit a sweet spot in what you guys make and sell?
2: I think with the pricing strategy, we want to be affordable to all of our customers and we don't want to price ourselves out of the market. So we want to offer the highest quality products for the most affordable prices. I wouldn't say we're like a discount by any means, but it's giving the customers, you know, what they want to buy for a good price and a quality product.
1: I think, you know, our customers are our, our main target demographic is millennials and they only have a certain amount of money to spend. So we would rather see them, you know, wear five or six bracelets on their wrists rather than just one. So I think by kind of coming up with a good sweet spot price point, it allows them to just stack it up. And every time we come out with a new bracelet, they tend to buy it. And what is the price range that of what you sell?
2: Anywhere from five dollars to forty. Actually, style packs are sixty-five. So style pack so, yeah. is like multiple. Yeah, it's it's like a bundle. Yeah, it's like a
0: bundle. Yeah, nice. Okay. And then what? I mean, I'm thinking of you guys started. You were business majors, obviously how different is the reality of having your own business like this compared to what you thought it would be like?
1: I mean, I think there's like pros and cons every day. You know what I mean? You have like the freedom and luxury to kind of do what you want. You, you have to leave an hour early to drive to LA whatever it is. I mean, you know, there's so many pros and cons that have to go with the business. I think for us personally, it has to do with geez, some days are stressful. You know, some days, you know, you're like, you have to be the last man standing. You're the captain of the team. You know, you have to take the hit for, for anything that happens at like customer calls and There's a complaint you have to deal with it or if your wholesale team like just crushes a big account and 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 breaks into a new chain you know everyone high fives and celebrates together so i think it's kind of taking the ups and downs and just riding the wave and and you know never stopping
2: how about you paul i mean for me it never really shuts off you know like my brain's always thinking about the business whether i'm sitting in bed at 6 a.m or laying in bed at 10 at night like my my brain's always thinking about the business whether there are ups and downs it's it's what i love to do though. Um, I wake up every morning fired up to come into the office on, you know, a Sunday afternoon. I'm looking forward to going back to my desk on Monday morning. So it's, it's, you know, there's always ups and downs, there's highs and lows. Um, There's stressful times, but if you really love what you're doing, then it's, it's always a a fun time.
0: And I heard your guys' revenue is like in the 20 million range. Is that accurate?
2: It's close. Sort of? (laughs) Yeah, it's close.
0: Wait, it's not wildly off one way or the other? Is it low?
2: Uh, It's close. Let's just say, let's keep it, it's close.
0: Okay. And are you guys the sole owners?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you're profitable, I take it.
2: Yes. Very profitable? We're profitable. I mean, I don't think... I wouldn't be motivated if I came in every day and knew that, you know, we had a bunch of debt on the business or that we're grinding away. And at the end of the day, you know, we weren't making any money. So I think that's kind of what motivates us is that we've set up a, you know, a good model and the model works. And, you know, sticking to that model is going to get us to where we want to go.
0: And where do you want to go?
2: I don't know. I mean, just... Just keep growing the business and hiring more talented people and continuing to support our sins around the world.
0: And does it all run on cash flow? Meaning like have you, you don't have any investors, you haven't had to go get big loans or anything?
1: Yeah, we, we don't have any investors, no debt, um, just like our credit card bill each month that we pay off. Um, but Paul and I have always felt, you know, that like we're motivated, you know, by, by keeping a lean operation. You know what I'm saying? You know, lean team, very talented team, you know, no debt you know, not having a team of, of board members around us telling you what to do, how to do it, how to run the business. You know, we're young. This is our first business. We want to be the leaders and we want to take it, you know, to the top.
0: So tell me about 2017. How, how was business? Like, I'm guessing you grew by a lot. Can you tell us by how much?
2: Yeah, I mean, 2017, we, we grew over 100% um, over 2016. So I'd say it was a good year.
0: <laughs> and how much did profits grow?
2: They grew. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, okay. they grew.
0: Obviously. Okay, that's good. And what, what are you thinking for 2018?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, 2018, we had, uh, you know, projected to grow, you know, 40 to 50%. And right now we're over 100% to goal.
0: Wow. Okay. So you guys are having a good start to the year. So everyone listening to this is going to be jealous. <laughs> How's, what's, what's your competition? Like, Does there anybody like you in the market?
1: I mean, not in like the string bracelet category. I think that people... It's not an attractive category to go into because the price point so low. So I think people have to sell like high volume for it to become a big business. Um, you know, but there's Alex Nanny is a huge company we've always looked up to. They sell all silver metal jewelry, bangles, stuff like that. So, I mean, I think in terms of their, whether it's DTC or whether it's their retail store distribution, or they also have a hundred of their own stores. So I think, you know, they've kind of paved a really good model of a successful bracelet jewelry brand. So in terms of competition, I think that they're pretty much up there.
2: So
0: do you guys have any stores?
2: No stores yet. Uh, we have a little wall in our office that people walk into every day. We get like 10 to 20 people coming into our office, finding us off Google or Yelp, and just wanting to buy and shop on our on our wall. So it's it's a good little test. And we also have a airstream that we take to different events, music festivals, um, street fairs, and we basically sell out of the airstream. So we convert it into like a little mini mobile store. So that's a huge been a huge success for us. Um, so stores possibly in
1: the future.
0: So I find that very interesting that people walk off off the street because if you guys could see where they are, it's an office building.
1: So it's it's very, one, it's very difficult to get here. Two, our address is not that easy to find. And three, most of the people that come here aren't even from San Diego. We've met people from Ohio, Wisconsin, Florida, New York, Miami, Nebraska, Wisconsin. And and they all say it's it's always the same. It's always the mom with the stroller, the dad with the dog three kids running around. And then once they're in there, an entire cheerleading team walks in and we're looking around and people are like, are G chatting us saying, Hey guys, turn around. And there's like 15 people in our office, all shopping the wall. And they're so happy. They're taking po- pictures, putting on Instagram. And the parents always shake their hand and they're saying this made our trip.
0: And that's incredible because it's a very corporate, I mean, not that you guys are corporate, but the building itself is pretty corporate yeah. office-y, like professional office and the wall, it's not like it. It's not like a build-out for a store. It's no, like a very the, the wall, simple it's, wall. It's,
1: it's three feet wide. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. It's, wow. I
0: guess you guys are onto something,
1: yeah, I'd say. So, yeah. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So the, the go-forward plan is just to keep going, growing more categories.
2: Yeah. I think more, more categories um, continue to grow our retail presence in, with our wholesalers, continue to you know, grow our direct consumer business. We also have a monthly subscription club that we've been growing very well. And, you know, just keep growing, hiring more artisans and continuing to sell as much as much jewelry as possible.
0: And tell me about the monthly subscription.
1: So, yeah, the the monthly subscription, um, it's basically where customers sign up. Um, They get three bracelets each month for $14.95. The bracelets are exclusive and it's free shipping. So you can't buy the bracelets on the website. You can't trade them for anything. You need to be a member. Um, It's like an exclusive club. And we've seen, you know, the growth through that channel just be insane. And customers are so stoked on it. They're staying on for almost a year at a time. And, you know, we've seen the, the customer loyalty and retention just skyrocket by joining the club.
0: That's amazing. So if you guys were starting over, like what would be your advice or if you had advice for someone in your position? Like what, what do you wish you would have done differently?
2: I don't know. I think everything we've done has been like a learning lesson, whether it's been good or bad. So I don't know if I'd really necessarily do anything differently. You know, I think it's, it's got us to the point we're at. Um, and I think it's been a great journey and a great ride. So I think, you know, doing it over would kind of just be be fun. And I would hands down do it again. You know,
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, from the beginning, we've always looked at this as like a kind of like a class project. We never said, hey, we're going to start a business and make a lot of money and retire. I mean, that was never the goal or the end goal. So I think, you know, looking back at it, we still look at it as a project. It's coming into the office fired up. It's having a good time with our staff. It's surfing on, on the weekends or after work with our best friends and just continuing to live a pure vita lifestyle.
0: So I'm guessing you have made a lot of money, though, since you started.
1: I mean,
2: most of the, most of the money we've just been investing back into in profits, business. yeah, or See? back into the business. I mean, we don't have investors, we don't have any debt or loans, so you know, most of the profits it's just going right back into inventory. More inventory
1: means more sales.
0: So you haven't gone crazy. You haven't done the the young guys getting a lot of success, going wacko.
1: No, road. No. That's, that's definitely not our vibe. Yeah, I mean, you know, when every month, every month that we look at like the books, or you know. Forecasting what's coming up in the future, it's always like we need money to buy inventory. The demand is here, and our inventory is here. So the only way to meet the demand is to buy inventory.
2: We could have we could have cash sitting in our pockets, or cash sitting in boxes of bracelets that is going to create more money. You know, so it's it's always just been like, all right, how can we make more money to buy more bracelets so we can just like feed the beast.
0: Is that is keeping up that supply chain hard?
2: Yeah, it's, it's been a you know tough tough issue just with working with artisans, third world countries. Um, but we just hired, you know, a director of our operations and our supply chain. That's been a huge help. So she came on board in October. She's down at the factories right now, sourcing new factories. Um, it's been, it's been great for the business.
0: Yeah. I bet. I, I I bet that would just be interesting to make sure you can meet this kind of demand because it's a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Lucky you
0: guys. Well, that's all the questions I have, unless there's anything you want to add that I didn't ask you.
1: I mean, just kind of another addition. So we, we have a charity bracelets on our website, and this started kind of like right out of the gates. Um, so to date, we've donated over $1.4 million to our charity partners through the sales of different bracelets that represent causes. So I think like right when we started maybe eight years ago, someone emailed us saying, hey, you know, it'd be really awesome if you made a bracelet for breast cancer. And, you know, my mom was a survivor. So we said, all right, that's a good idea. So we kind of put our heads together and said, all right, why don't we make a pink bracelet? We'll make it have like pink and light pink. And, you know, we'll donate to a breast cancer uh, charity of our choice. So since then, we've expanded to 165 different charities. People can shop, you know, different causes on our website. And, you know, it's one of our best selling categories. So I think um, another, you know, huge strength moving forward is how do we continue to grow our charity collection and how to support and donate to these causes that are close to our, our customers' hearts.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Well, thanks for sitting down with me. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah,
1: of course.
0: Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find previous podcast interviews on our website under the podcast tab. Thank you also to our sponsors and to our Executive Edition members. We appreciate each and every one of you.